feel this is a great project within our business that can really make a mark on, on what we do now and, and into the future. Kia ora, I'm Troy, here as Chief Executive and welcome to Stirring the Pot. Thanks for connecting. If you're new, here's what you can expect. We're going to be talking the tough stuff, the things that keep us middle minds up at night. There are many challenges facing our industry and equally many opinions on how we should tackle them. Stirring the Pot provides a facilitated forum to discuss and challenge these viewpoints. So let's get to the nuts and bolts of it. Today we're talking with Rob Woolner, Managing Director of Vortex Industries Limited. Join us as we touch bases on his leadership in building a strong team and how embracing diversity assists with that. Rob, can you tell us a little bit uh, about Ortec's priorities in terms of diversity and inclusion? Absolutely. We're, I guess I need to disclose we're at the very beginning of our journey um, and it's we have about 50% of our workforce here in Auckland Pacifica and um, I think it's it's just recently that we've started on this journey, which, which might be surprising, but um, as we go along, it's sort of unearthing more and more learnings and, and it's becoming a bigger, bigger, bigger and bigger piece for what we're trying to achieve. And what are you finding in terms of that journey? Like what, what are the first steps that you've identified that the organisation needs to take? Well, sort of going back a little bit, I guess for me, where this sort of dawned on me was um, I was given a book actually, Wayfaring Leadership, which uh, when I read it sort of really sort of grounded a lot of um, the opportunity that we have with our Pacifica community and the fact that we really weren't tapping into that. So, you know, over half our workforce being Pacifica, we've sort of come down that traditional route. We were founded by engineers. We've come um, with an engineering mindset, I guess. And so we've followed that typical corporate mindset around values um, and I think we've sort of struggled for those values to resonate. So reading that book and sort of hearing, I guess, looking at that values and vision piece through a different lens was really meaningful for me, um, especially because we've got that asset and that resource there, um, especially that piece around sort of lashing your walker to your vision, you know, and up and down over the, over the ocean, you're maintaining that vision and not letting go of it. So it, for me, it, it really showed... Um, how we viewed our business, especially from a culture perspective, um, potentially through a different lens, which I think really opened up the dialogue and the conversation for us to start tapping into that. Because we've had very traditional values, uh, ones that, you know, in the past our, our CEO has, I'm sure, Googled what values should we have, you know, and, and, and those values are very corporate and very traditional. And so... No wonder, I guess, they haven't really resonated right across our workforce. So that's where it landed for me. That was the beginning of the journey. Why don't we try and at least tap into our Pacifica community and, and really try and unearth some values that are meaningful for our business? And, yeah. and through that, the hope is that uh, we get more buy-in and we actually um, can create a nice piece of work out of it that, that really lands within our business. Uh, so that's where it started. And I thought it would be quite an easy piece. I thought... Look, we can just almost translate our values um, and it would be quite quite quick and easy. And it turns out it's not. <laughs> no, no. And I would imagine that um, with such a high proportion of Pacific uh, peoples in your um, workforce that they would have been really crying out to have a cultural change that 
you know, suited them and had, you know, t- took into um, into consideration a different perspective as well. Such an opportunity. Definitely. And as I say, we, we haven't yet been able to, to sort of really come up with and embed um, any Pacifica values yet. But I guess uh, our workforce is quite split within a manufacturing business. We have production staff and we have the admin side of the business. And and we've always had a slight disconnect there, I think, both through location of where people work and also that cross-discipline piece. Um, so we were seeing a lot of that culture already going on within, even within shifts. So we'd have a lot of shifts would start with a prayer or um, there was a lot of that cultural piece already embedded in their day-to-day work life. I guess the realisation was potentially the admin side, myself included, didn't really re- realise that. And uh, even some special events that we've had, our, our 50th celebration, Pacifica Group performed, um, which was amazing. So a lot of it was right there. And I guess that, for me, almost felt a little bit embarrassed around that, you know, the fact that we hadn't um, opened up to that, realised that it's there. So that's really started this journey for us. And I'm there's certainly some challenges with it, and it's not as quick and easy as what I thought it would be, but that's also been... Um, an awesome learning for me as well and I think this journey is going to be a long journey and I hope it's a sort of a legacy project for our business. Mm -hmm. And that book Wayfinding Leadership is a really great book. How has that also inspired you in terms of the way that you would amend or adapt your leadership style? I think it's realising that uh, you know within New Zealand there's certainly a a Maori element that we that we have and that's incredibly important as well. But I think the Pacifica piece too, and that's what I found that book so good because it it sort of merged a lot of that together and it was sort of a, a more of a blanket approach to sort of Pacifica, Māori included, just that different cultural perspective. So I think, I honestly think our, our values and our vision, et cetera, won't change much, but I think it will have a really unique, um, more encompassing lens through that Pacifica lens. So I think... That's what it made me realise that you can look at something through a different lens and it's completely different to what you were thinking, but it's actually still quite the same. Yeah, yeah. That overlap and that interface is actually um, very workable, even though you can come from two very different perspectives. Um, Being able to gel them together is so important and actually surprisingly easy. Um. In terms of the workforce, their engagement in this process, what kind of empowerment do they have in terms of contributing to um, the implementation or the creation of a new approach? I certainly want it to be all-inclusive. We we actually engaged Deloitte. They've got a great Pacifica program there. Um, we engaged some help from them just to understand what they'd done and how they've been so successful. And it was quite evident that it it couldn't be me leading this project, which I, I fully understand and, and are fully supportive of. So we really need to find those leaders within our business, within that Pacifica community, and really empower them to drive this project. But that in itself has some challenges too. Um, and from this piece also, I think it's a great chance for us to address some other, um, some other issues, I think, or other topical pieces in and around progression within roles leadership within that workforce and so it's as I say we're at the start of our journey and it's turning into quite a big really interesting 
I think, really valuable piece for us. Mm. Have you been able to identify already some aspects of that that um, you can see are going to have really significant benefits or advantages for the business and for workforce engagement? Absolutely. And it's interesting, again, the perspective we've got sometimes three generations Pacifica that have worked through our production facility and that was something I think we were quite proud of until someone challenged that thinking by saying but have they progressed through your business and that's a really interesting piece and sort of made us stop and think a little bit and so this emerging leadership piece I think is going to be a really great piece for us but again it's not that easy to implement and I think on the admin side would have a would have 20 or 30 people put their hands up for an emerging leaders program because it's, I guess, so well established as a as a pathway and that's sort of what people on that side of the business tend to look for and, and want to do. On the production side, again, it's it's tapping into the workforce there and, I guess, making it um, approachable for them. Um, they're not always ones to put their hand up and, and possibly feel like they're the ones that, that would be on that journey. So for us, it's really trying to tap into what that emerging leadership group is within that side of the business and then really empowering them and giving them opportunity and encouraging them to take part in this piece. So that's that's certainly been a challenge and something that we're working on. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the um, non-Pacific leadership um, within the business, what um, kind of training or development is needed um, to create more of that cultural awareness and cultural competency and creation of cultural safety? I think it's advocacy and I think it's people are surrounded by it every day and I think it's making it approachable for them and making them aware of it. I think that even for me, just that awareness piece of realising that um, all this is going on there and it's it's quite a powerful piece when you actually tap into it. So I think it's, for us, it's going to be storytelling. It's going to be hopefully um, sort of redefining all that we do with a Pacifica angle as well as that traditional angle that we've got and sort of merging them together. And for us, we've certainly found with our culture and our values trying to bring staff together. And we've got quite a big wellness program within Ortex that allows for that to happen. So everyone has lunch together um, in a catered kitchen and uh, people work out together in a boot camp style. So there's a lot of engagement going on, but I guess it's trying to weave this together into that. And have you, in terms of your personal experience, like has this been something that has been um, exhilarating, daunting? What What is the personal experience of this process for you as the chief executive? I think all of the above. Um, again, the learning piece has been amazing. I think it is daunting as well because, again, you feel a little bit as an imposter sometimes. You know, I, I don't truly understand um, in any great depth a lot of that cultural piece, and it's something I'm really interested in. So uh, I guess it's trying to lead it without leading it, so it's trying to empower others to take this on and see the value in it and the relevance in it, and we're starting to make some inroads there. Yeah, I think it would be really interesting at some point too to have one of your um, Pacific leaders come in and give their perspective um, and see how they're experiencing it from the other side. Um, I I think this is a really exciting 
um, process that you're going through because obviously in manufacturing there are you know that's the main employer for Pacific people and and as you're saying um, oftentimes they aren't progressing career-wise into the higher leadership levels of management um, and so while we can think okay manufacturing is you know great in terms of diversity how great is it in terms of inclusion um and yes yeah, support um and also how is it honoring the um i guess the responsibility and opportunity that's presented by having such a large proportion of um of non Pākehā represented in the workforce, what does that actually bring in terms of how we can do things differently, how we can reflect different perspectives in the way that we actually do day-to-day business? What 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 would you say um, to other organisations that are kind of in a similar situation where they may have a large proportion of Pacific peoples in their workforce but have not really considered around considered how that um, translates into a opportunity for cultural um, safety and also contru- cultural contribution. Um, how, what would you say for them if they, you know, just at the very early stages contemplating? Okay, I recognise we've got something here that we can do better. What what would you say for the first steps? I think just like with starting a business, right, you you got to start. Just start is great and then continue. And um, the learning that you get, I think, along the way, it, it tends to sort of keep building and building. But I think you've got to be in it for the right reasons. There's got to be an authenticity piece to it. You've got to be, I think, quite quickly people can see if you're trying to tick a box or if you're actually interested. And, and that's something that we're still working on too, right? I feel we've got a lot to prove from a leadership team that, that we are invested in this and we are taking it seriously and really want some great outcomes from it. I think that's really important. Um, some of the learnings already even, and, and as you say, it would be great to bring someone in at that point where, where we can, but already sort of some conversations that I've had. There's also, um, there's a piece one of our managers mentioned where within that Pacifica community, depending on your surname and titles and um, I guess status within the community, does that come into the workforce and, and what sort of impact does that play? And I know this person in particular was saying he he really wants it left at the door. You know, in the workplaces, an equal footing for for all staff and you don't bring that community piece in. So again, that's something I hadn't considered, but seems like it's quite an important piece too. Um, how, and we're also looking at how we bridge the gap between uh, some older staff and some younger staff and they've identified that as a, a real challenge for them, that next generation coming through, potentially a different work ethic, um, maybe value different things. So there's a slight disconnect there. That's something that we're hoping to address through this. It's quite a common language, I think, hopefully, this cultural piece that we can bring mm. bring forward and talk about and acknowledge and then hopefully really drive some great change within our business. Mm. And also how, how are you, um, I guess, um, taking taking into consideration that um, Pacific people aren't just like one homogenous cultural in- group. They're, yeah, very distinct um, 
cultures uh, that have found a commonality but are also very distinct? How do you take that into consideration? I guess it's the same, you know, where Māori is saying, don't think of us as Māori, like we're different. You can't talk, we don't even speak the same language. Um, How do you take that into consideration? It's an interesting point and and of our 50% Pacifica, probably 90% are Samoan. So we do have a, a dominant culture within that. So it is quite easy to get tied up just in that singular, um, you know, Pacifica culture. So uh, that's a piece we need to consider, I think. But but this has also widened our eyes to sort of the diversity that we have within the workplace. Like there's, it's a piece that we want to look at around finding out exactly what the makeup of our business is. You know, we've never looked at that before, but there's so many different nationalities and, and ethnicities and culture that exists within our business. As I keep saying, this journey just keeps evolving and keeps getting bigger and bigger. So at the moment, it, I absolutely believe in it and really trying to drive it and inspire others to get on board. And that even that piece in itself, we're all busy, we've all got things going on. That's a piece that, that's a slow burner as well that slowly we're bringing people on board and, and it's hopefully starting to gain some momentum. Mm-hmm. But massive piece of work still to do. Yeah. And how do you manage, obviously, in those kind of cultural changes, for, I mean, from an organisational culture, um, when you've had a very um, maybe potentially even old-fashioned approach, how do you create that change with, you know, the, there might be a bit of um, – kind of latent concern around what does that mean, um, what's going to happen if we jump into something completely different to what we how we've always done things. H- how have you managed, um, I guess, some of the potential cynicism around what what's going on and what's that, what is that going to mean? I think we're lucky in terms of the owner of our business. There's always been huge respect between... Um, that cultural side of the business and, and and our owner. So there's always been that, I guess, care and that wellness program that we're driving and, um, again, trying to address pay gap and all these things. There's, there's been a huge element of that. So it's been going on probably for the life of the business, but I guess it's trying to make it a little bit more official and bring it forward, I suppose. We haven't had a lot of pushback. And, again, it's, it's early on and it's a project that I'm really driving, so there's not been huge collaboration, I guess, across a high-level senior team at this stage, but as we get runs on the board, I feel it won't be a problem within our business getting some getting some support in and around that, but I can certainly understand within some other businesses or some other generations, that's a real challenge. So mm-hmm. we're lucky in that respect, and I think that's why this opportunity is so huge for us. Yeah, and you mentioned the support that Deloitte's is providing. What it, yeah, how important is it to get that um, additional cultural support it's been massive for us. I think as as I said at the start of this, I thought it was quite different to what it's ended up being. So they really opened my eyes to that and, and just hearing hearing their story and their journey to create a really meaningful program with Inside Deloitte. Um, and they've got some real champions within that space. So that was great. I guess probably sped up our process a little bit um, by just giving some advice and some stories on what they've done and, and and how to approach this. And again, certainly not my area of expertise, something I've not done before. So uh, the intent was there 100%, but it was really just starting to lay out some some actions and some tasks that we can do to start bringing this on board. 
Mm-hmm. And has how has it been received? Well, do you think there is some underlying cynicism around whether this is like a tick the box exercise? Um, like how how do you yeah how do you um, portray or you know go through that process of having to also um, create the trust that it is a genuine effort? Uh, I think slowly, and we've we've tried to bring some key leaders on board early and try and explain the reason behind this and the opportunity. It's really focusing around that opportunity piece. So I think that will continue to grow as long as we can continue to stay on the right path, I think, and, and really demonstrate that, that this piece is um, authentic and, and, you know, it's for the right reasons. So, and again, everyone's so busy, you know, that that's not an excuse, but it is something that we all have to deal with. You know, we, we're busier than we've ever been, so it's trying to find time to bring people off the line or um, away from their teams to have these conversations. So hopefully over time, they'll start to see the impact that this could have and will have. So it's certainly a work in progress. And just finally, what would you say um, from a chief executive's perspective, what is the value of this process? Um, what you know, What is the inherent reason why this is an important thing to do? I think for us, as a manufacturing business, quite a large business, we've got 180 staff here in Auckland. That culture piece is so important, especially when over the last few years, the challenges that we've all faced in and around COVID and in and around um, even just recently with the floods, et cetera, it's that piece around community and culture. And culture is such a hard one to tackle at scale, I think. And especially over, we're 50 years old, so culture is has been different throughout those 50 years. So really trying to define culture moving forward and then trying to, um, I guess, shed some of that old culture to allow for some new culture to come on board. So I think people, it's all about people. And so how do we get people working closer together? How do we get people caring for each other? Because you're at work a long time. So you come to work to be with people that you want to be around and, and, and we all want to be here for a reason. So it's really trying to define what that reason is and realising that that reason is different for other people. So how do we create a common vision and a common reason for being there that resonates with everyone? I don't feel all that qualified to be here talking about it, but I think it's, for us, I see it as an opportunity um, to really go on that journey and, and talk about it a little bit and hopefully can inspire some other businesses to do the same. And we're not perfect, 100% we're not perfect, and we've got a lot of work still to do, but I... I feel as though, for me personally, I feel this is a great project within our business that can really make a mark on on what we do now and, and into the future. So there you go. Thanks for joining our conversation with Rob today. If you'd like to connect more with him, you'll find his details in the show notes. In a world where leadership is crucial in creating an effective team, my conversation with Rob today reminded me that not everyone on a team values the same things. As leaders, we need to be wise enough to discover what they value and what motivates them. If we don't, then we are the one failing, not them. Food for thought till we see you next time. So hit subscribe. And if you liked what you heard today, please like, review or share with any metal minds you know. Let's spread the word. If this podcast with Rob has showed us anything, it is that adapting and responding to change requires next generation leadership. That's why our upcoming Future Forum conference on the 5th of May 2023 is all about helping our members navigate the change and evolution required to be a next-gen-led business. 
Join us in Ototahi Christchurch and register today. The link is in the show notes.